Welcome to the Tash Show Podcast. It is uh, Monday, May the 28th, 2018, and boy is it hot out there. Uh, it's going to be a scorcher today. Tomorrow's going to be pretty warm too, Dev. Yeah, we've got our, our first heat event of the season, and we're still a month away from uh, summer officially arriving. High of 30 today, close to a record. Going to feel like 35 or even 40 with the humidex in certain areas. So uh, make sure you got some water with you. Make sure you check in on uh, kids, any elderly people you know that might be a little bit vulnerable, and don't overexert yourself today. I wonder if there's going to be any elderly people that don't realize that they're elderly. Like, this is going to be the day they're like, well, I guess I'm old now. (laughs) I've had nine people knock on my door to see if I'm cool. (laughs) Uh, It's crazy that it's this hot, and we're talking about hockey. We'll uh, discuss Game 1 of the Stanley Cup uh, playoffs tonight in just a second. But, uh, Mike Stubbs, I I know you're all over this. A big honor given to the London Knights this weekend. Well, they've been doing this for a little while. It's been an online vote that whittled down every team in major junior to four. So they had the 95 Kamloops Blazers. They had the 2000 Ramouski Oceanic. They had the 2013 Halifax Mooseheads and the 0405 London Knights. And then, thanks to some online votes, yesterday, right before the Acadie Bathurst Teton won the Memorial Cup. Say that again faster. Acadie Bathurst Teton. <laughs> wow. <laughs> He's wow. good. He's good. They announced that the 0405 London Knights at the 100th edition of the Memorial Cup Tournament, had been named Team of the Century. Century. Wow. I really thought the Kamloops Blazers had it wrapped up. <laughs> what is a Kamloops Blazer, by the way? Is it like a plaid shirt? or is that, <laughs> That's the Sudbury dinner jacket, isn't it? <laughs> uh, what a team, though. That's a, you look at the, the guys who played on that team, and wow. 11 of them went on to play at least one game in the NHL. If you have a team that has one guy, two guys who go on to play at least a game in the NHL, usually in junior hockey, you got a really good team. They had 11 that did that. And I can remember this team actually wasn't sure that they were as good as everybody was saying they were. They had gone 31 games without losing at the beginning of the season, and then they were playing the OHL Championship Series against Ottawa, and they actually lost the second game of that series. So they were tied going to Ottawa, won both those games, and they were up 3-1 in the series, and we actually chartered home from Ottawa. So on the way to the airport, it seemed to click, and it was, you know what? We can do this. I think this is going to happen. And then it did. But just the feeling on that trip home was different. And all of a sudden they realized, you know what? Yeah, we got this. Danny Savret, did he score the the Memorial Cup winning goal? Uh, There were four of them in the final. Maybe the most famous goal was actually scored by a defense partner of his at times, Mark Mathot, because everybody remembers the 4 nothing win in the Memorial Cup final against Sidney Crosby and Ramuski. but anybody who was at the first game of the Memorial Cup will say, you know what, that's the best hockey game I've ever seen. Wow. And it was one where the Knights were down 3-1. Dylan Hunter always tells a great story. They're all wondering, how good is Sidney Crosby? You know, I did He puts on skates just like us, and the puck drops, and just seconds after that happens, he toe-drags one of the night's best defensemen and rings one off the crossbar, and everybody on the bench kind of went, uh-oh. (laughs) (laughs) And they were down 3-1, and they battled back. Mark Mathot scored two goals in that game, including the overtime winner. 
Awesome. Well, congratulations to our friends at the London Knights organization. Now you've set the bar pretty high for the next century. (laughs) (laughs) Good luck, guys. Uh, Let's go to uh, the Golden Knights uh, facing off against the uh, Washington Capitals. Peacock, you called the Golden Knights to win the Stanley Cup in this uh, series. Yeah, I'm picking Taz's... Golden Knights. Yeah, I You've, picked them in the pool. Uh-huh. You yeah. have cheered for that team their entire existence. Yeah, I've really amped it up in the last four or five <laughs> weeks. But a, a cool story either way. You, you've either got a team uh, of destiny, their first year in the league, they're going to be able to do it after a, a horrific tragedy in the town. Everyone seemed to have uh, you know come together around the sport of hockey in Vegas. Really cool story. Or Ovechkin is going to get his Stanley Cup, right, Stubbs? That's it. And I think he wants it this year. A lot of times, he sometimes gets drawn in by the World Hockey Championship. This year, it seemed to be a complete focus on the Capitals and the Stanley Cup. Who are you going with? You think it's going to be Caps or Vegas? I keep thinking this Vegas thing has to end. I didn't have your confidence in the pool. So <laughs> I keep thinking something. Ha- I'm going to pick Washington. Going Washington. I love it. Jim, you want to throw your, your hat in the ring? Uh, you know what? I'm going to go with Washington. It's <laughs> because Stubbs knows what he's talking about. You know? Oh, you're going Stubbs oh, over me, guy. If you want to look at my track record, you'll realize quickly I don't. Uh-oh. He just he just likes how you look in that Speedo, Stubbs. <laughs> <laughs> We've got some cool stuff coming up. We'll talk about the Ontario uh, provincial election debate last night on the show. We've got a review of the Han Solo movie coming up. The Tash Show Podcast. We're talking about last night's Ontario election debate. Uh, the leaders of the big parties were going at each other. Specifically, you had Andrea Horvath uh, from the NDP party and Doug Ford from the PC party going back and forth because they seem to be the leaders right now, huh, Dev? Yeah, Andrea Horvath has really uh, climbed into a spot where maybe at the start of the entire campaign, she was uh, third, climbed into second. And now in some polls in first, and if not first, then basically tied with the PCs. And it's the PCs who have lost a lot of ground to the uh, to the NDP. So they were really the focus for it, which kind of freed up Kathleen Wynne almost to just say, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to say whatever I want. <laughs> Here's Horvath talking about Doug Ford's choice in candidates. You have police investigations by three different police forces into candidates, not from things that were dug up 10 years ago on Facebook, but right now from data that was stolen from 407 records. What's this? So Doug Ford, some of his candidates in his writings have criminal investigations pending? So there was one candidate who had to uh, resign in the 905 area because of there's this data breach uh, for 407 stuff, and it's really been something that's cast a shadow over his uh, campaign uh, for the past week or so, and it's one of the reasons why he's uh, he's dipping down a little bit. Well, what's worse than having criminals run on behalf of your party? Let's go to Doug Ford to find out. They have radical activists as candidates, absolutely radical activists that get their inspiration from Adolf Hitler. Okay, so the NDP are Nazis. Yeah, you know you're not doing well in a debate when you got to bring up Hitler, <laughs> is all I got to say. And speaking of not doing well in a debate, listen to Kathleen Wynne. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> 
undefeated. What? <laughs> Kathleen Wynn got a 17-year-old uh, girl on Instagram to write her, <laughs> write her speech last night. Hashtag sorry, not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. She uh, told Doug Ford after the debate, cash me outside, how about that? <laughs> sorry, not sorry. I'm really genuinely sorry that more people don't like me. But I am not sorry about all of the things that we're doing in Ontario to make life better. Well, then you shouldn't be sorry that people don't like you. If you're doing the right thing for the greater good, then why do you care? Yeah, that's not even an apology. That's like, I'm sorry your feelings were hurt. Right. You're not apologizing for what you've done. You're apologizing for somebody's reaction You're putting the blame on them, basically. I'm really genuinely sorry that more people don't like me. You're going to be even more sorry that more people don't like you when you lose the election in a week and a half. (laughs) I'm really sorry that you don't like me, but I'm not sorry because I know more than you and you're an idiot. You're just jelly haters. (laughs) Hashtag sorry. Not sorry. Sorry. Not sorry. The scene stealer last night at the Ontario uh, provincial debate was a young man who many are calling Canada's Ken Bone. Mm. Remember Ken, Ken Bone got up and asked a question, the red sweater guy with the mustache and glasses during the presidential debate down in the United States, Clinton and Trump debating each other. Well, Canada's answer is Martin Badger. (laughs) And he's got the name. Boy, oh boy, does he have the look. We've posted a picture of Martin Badger uh, on the uh, FM 96 Facebook fan page. He is the orangest human being (laughs) I have ever seen in my life. It's amazing. He's got like a uh, uh, Hollywood Hogan orange mustache, like a handlebar mustache that goes all the way down his face. So his face is all red. He's got blazing red hair, hilarious glasses. That's not uh, red hair. That is orange. Like his hair is yeah. orange. And you know, nothing wrong with but just the way he wears it, oh. his glasses, he's just <laughs> got the look. You know he walked into that room and whoever's in charge of the, uh, the, the television uh, ratings was like, Put that guy in the front row and have him ask the first question. Martin Badger is just, he was just a gift to the debate gods. Like, he was just fantastic. Okay, uh, thank you for all the candidates for listening to my questions, and thank you for the media for choosing me. Um, my, uh, my name is Martin Badger. I'm 19 years old. What? <laughs> no way! He's 19? He looks like he should be 52. <laughs> He really does have the look where he could be 19 or he could be 65. (laughs) And I'm a first-time voter from Burlington. My question is for all three candidates. How do you plan to pay for all the additional services that you're promising in your plans? So pretty good question. Sure. Just like Ken Bone, when he stood up, he had the red sweater on, the mustache, the glasses. Everyone really enjoyed the look of him. They, they w- weren't sure wh- which way it was going to go when he opened his mouth, and he had some pretty well-thought-out questions, too. Indeed, indeed. They, b- they both need their own TV show. I want Martin Badger needs Badger a show. Badger and the Bone. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Badgering the Witness would be a great one for Martin Badger. <laughs> his own talk show, Badgering the Witness. That's good. And again, I, I kind of feel bad for... Uh, 
for focusing on Martin Badger's appearance and, and judging a book by the cover before we got to hear him talk. But sorry, not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the Tash Show podcast. Want to uh, get your help here. I, I heard a rumor yesterday, and I don't know how true it is. And hopefully somebody saw something. They can fill us in on the full story if there is one here. But uh, I was told yesterday, Jim, mm-hmm. that there was a ball hockey tournament going on downtown London on the weekend. Bunch of people, young kids playing ball hockey. Ton of fun until... A fist fight erupted between two of the dads. Classic. On the sidelines. Wow. Yeah, a couple people that I know were there, and their kids were there, and they say they saw this, um, but I don't know how true it is. I don't know if anyone has some firsthand information as to what started the fight or how bad this Everyone likes to exaggerate. Oh, they were pu- yeah. he punched him right in the face. and uh, Was it that intense or... Was it just a little verbal altercation? Mm-hmm. The story I heard was two of the kids were on, they were on the same team and they started arguing with each other. And then the dads ran out to break it up. And the one dad grabbed the other kid, not his own kid, to break up the fight between the two kids. And when that dad grabbed the wrong kid, the father of the kid he grabbed punched him in the face. Oh, geez. And all hell broke loose. <sighs> At a children's road hockey game. (laughs) You could see it happening, right? Like, sports parents get very passionate. Yeah. In the heat of the moment. And it's like that slap. Remember that that TV show, The Slap, where, like, the dad hits the kid, and then there's the big debate on whether it was wanted or not? That happens all the time, right? You don't punish someone else's kid. You shouldn't. You You really shouldn't. You never lay your hand on, even if it's just to separate the kids, you never lay your hand on someone else's kid. Yeah, yeah. But again, like, your dad instincts would probably be like, I need to get this person off my child if it it looks like they're going to fight. So you're defending your own kid. I don't know. Got a text message here. Uh, legit, Taz, it happened. It was a total gong show. Uh, I asked uh, this this anonymous texter, how many people got involved? How many parents got involved? He said it was just the main event. Two men going head to head. Two grown men punching each other over some intense ball hockey. They should have settled it in a shootout. <laughs> Two dads. I wonder if one of the dads got jerseyed. <laughs> this is how you do it, son. Hi, who's this? Silas Duffy. Were you at the ball hockey tournament on the weekend? Yes, I was two rings away. Did you see some dads fighting? Yeah. Wow. And how bad was it? Um, so there was like three refs who came in and were pulling them away. And like two hockey teams, they were um, all like going in and trying to push them away with the refs. So it wasn't just like one punch and it was over. Like the dads were full on in, in engaged in a fight. Yeah. And what happened? Did they get charged? Did the police get involved? Or did they just cool off and, and go their separate ways? Yeah, they cooled off and went their separate ways. Well, that's good. Must have been pretty traumatic for you as a young child to see such violence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> would you? What would you do if your dad did something like that? Would you be proud of him or would you be embarrassed? Well, if it was a dad that was making fun of other people, then I would um, be happy for my dad for stepping up for other um, kids and people. Is that what happened, or was it uh, was it 
the one dad grabbed the wrong kid because that's what we heard. Well, I um I was two rooms away. I didn't get to see it properly. Like, okay, so you didn't you didn't see what started it. You just saw the commotion. Yes. Okay. Well, it is. You're right. It's always great to stand up for people if they're getting made fun of. Yeah. Yeah. All right. How'd you do in the ball hockey tournament? Um, I lost. Um, but it was an older competitive team. Mm, I hate those older competitive teams. At least you tried your hardest. Thank you so much for calling us this morning and giving us some more details about the dad fight. Mm, so it wasn't just an urban myth, eh? It Something really happened. Something went down involving two dads at the ball hockey tournament this weekend. Confirmed by Silas. The Taz Show Podcast. Boy, is it going to be hot out there, guys? How hot is it, Jim? It's so hot, Chewbacca got a full-body Brazilian. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, come on. (laughs) That wouldn't tickle. Solo, a Star Wars story. In theaters on the weekend. There's some estimates saying that it's a disappointment. It only made like $82 million domestically, which is still a ton of money, but for a Star Wars movie, they're saying it should have been more. It's a high bar to meet if it's a Star Wars movie with the money. Well, and the other thing is they're coming at us like like crazy. I mean, we just had a Star Wars movie it seems like a month and a half ago. Yeah, really. And then one like six months before that one, Rogue One, and then and six months one, before yeah. yeah. There's so many Star Wars movies, you can't think that they're all gonna break records. Well, Deadpool Tools also out, uh, Infinite uh, Avengers is still out. I mean, there's a lot of Movies that appeal to the same audience out right now. I went and saw the film last Friday at 11 a.m. by myself. (laughs) (laughs) And I didn't read anything before I went. I came out of the theater thinking, man, I bet the reviews for this movie are fantastic because I loved it. I thought it was great. And then I got home, opened up the the Rotten Tomatoes. And 70% from the critics, audience score is like 50. Hmm. Devin, you saw Solo as well. What'd you think? I liked it. I didn't love it, but I would I would go see it again today, and I hope they make sequels. So I don't want to downplay it, but it's to me to me it wasn't as good as Rogue One. Rogue One I thought was mm. fantastic. I liked it more than I liked uh, the last Star Wars. What, what was it? Oh, Revenge of the Force or The Force Awakens? Revenge of the Force? No. The last Jedi. Last Jedi. Oh, there we Ooh. go. I liked it more than The Last Jedi. I think I may have liked it more than Force Awakens too. Rogue One I did enjoy. I think I liked it more because it's Han Solo, man. It's the characters that we love. The guy who plays Han Solo... He kind of sucks. <laughs> <laughs> no charisma or what? He's not Harrison Ford. You know what I mean? It took who a while is? for me to get used to the fact that they just picked a guy who he doesn't act like Harrison Ford. He doesn't look like Harrison Ford. He doesn't sound like Harrison Ford. But I, I just kept reminding myself that there's been other James Bonds and the role is it's an iconic role and you can have different actors slide in and out of there. Harrison Ford apparently loved it. I don't know if he's just saying that because he wants to give uh, the new hand a boost, but he's saying he loved it. What was the highlight of the movie for you? 
The highlight was the Lando and Han stuff. Just seeing some of yeah. like how Han met Chewbacca and how that came about. How Han and Lando met uh, their game of Sabacc and all that sort of stuff. That was the highlight for me. Chewie stole the show for me. <laughs> Chewbacca was fantastic. And finally, he was tough as nails. I have been waiting for some good Wookiee fighting. And Chewie doesn't disappoint in this movie. He's, he's tough. He's strong. He's scary. You know, like other mm-hmm. people are scared of him. He, he was a great character and finally he got his due. I thought some of the other little Wookiees looked a little weird though. Didn't they like the Yeah, a little Bigfootish, huh? One of the Wookiees had too much of like a human face for me. Spoiler alert, <laughs> there's more than one Wookiee in the movie. <laughs> I know the Wookiee you're talking about though. I was that was like what uh he, he almost looked like a wolfman Bigfoot sort of like deal. Teen wolf? Well, Seriously. Yeah. There was that story of the other day of the wolf dog, whatever that was caught uh, on on some rancher's uh, some rancher's property. Maybe it was a Wookiee. I don't know. <laughs> How many cacas do you give the film, Dev? I give it three cacas out of five. Oh, not that good. It's it's better than average. I told, I don't want people to think it's it's bad because it's not. I I liked it. I just didn't love it. I enjoyed it. I thought it was great. So if you like Star Wars, go check it out. Don't be a loser and crap on it just because uh, you're not a kid anymore and (laughs) you you like being that guy on the internet. It's a fun movie, man. The Tash Show Podcast.